says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Verse 24, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months. Five months. Saying, thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me. Excuse me, to take away my reproach among men. Verse 30. The angel said unto her, different her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. The language literally means he has made you acceptable. Thou hast found favor with God. Verse 35. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Verse 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age in her old age and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for with God nothing shall be impossible I'm just going to talk to us tonight who was called barren who was called barren let's put our Bibles down let's ask the Holy Ghost to speak to us tonight God we want you to speak to our hearts we want you to speak to our minds God I want your will to be done in me and through me God we believe that you are working God we believe that you are working we know that you are able. We know that you are willing to work. And God, we are making ourselves available tonight for you to work through. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Who was called barren. I want to preface this message tonight with just this little public service announcement. Call it that. PSA. Because I don't want to forget. We are in a critical place right now. We are in a place that we have been to before. We're in a place that 
this church as an entity has been through, or two, rather, before. But we were not able to, for whatever reason, cross over. But we're here again. And don't be surprised if your faith, if, if something pops up to try to discourage your faith. There are things that even since last Monday have come out of the woodwork. And it's just, it is what it is. Things aren't, if, if something happens, don't take it personal. Because it's not. Okay? It's not personal. It's a distraction. Because there are some things that are stirred up right now. And they're going to stay stirred up. Because we're not stopping. We're not backing off. We're not backing down. We're not backing off. We're not backing down. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. At some point or many points in his life, this now aged man, Zacharias, has been praying for a child. It was not just Elizabeth's prayer, his now aged wife. It had been his prayer. It had been her prayer. It had been their prayer as a couple. God, we want a child. I don't believe that they had asked for multiple. They just said, God, I want a child. And the angel comes to him as he is going about the priestly duties. He is a Levite. He is standing in the holy place. He is going about the ministration or the ministry. And this angel appears to him and says, Zacharias, fear not, for thy prayer is her, thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. You see, Zacharias at the sight of the angel is troubled. He is unsettled. He is disturbed. He's even a little bit agitated. His calmness of mind is gone, and in its place there are thoughts and agitations that are roiling together like boiling water. The angel tells him not to be afraid, and the angel carries on with his message. In verse 14, he said, Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled 
with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Verse 17, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias or Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The angel is quoting scripture right here. He's quoting from the book of Malachi to Zacharias. And it's a sign. This angel is saying, hey, this young man, this baby that you're going to name John. He's saying that it's not going to be like any other birth. It's not just going to be God hearing your prayer and God answering a prayer for you alone. But God needs a forerunner. Now imagine this on this side of history. On this side of history, we can say, man, look at that. John the Baptist was born. John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Six months older than Jesus Christ. Man, isn't that great? But on that side of history, Zacharias and Elizabeth are old, and they've been praying for a long time. And it is almost as if God was just sitting there letting their prayers stack up. Because, Zacharias, it's just not time. Elizabeth, it's just not time. Through their 20s, it's just not time. Through their 30s, it's just not time. Through their 40s, decade after decade, after decade, through their 50s, through their 60s, through their 70s. Some believe that they were in their 80s. Either way, whatever age means to you. If you're 14, 40 probably sounds aged, but it's not. You're getting closer. Year after year, day after day, prayer after prayer. Because it just was not the time. The sign of the revival. He's saying, hey, he's not just going to be born. He's not just going to be a son. But he is going to be a man who is sent with a purpose. You're going to have a son and you're going to name him John. Well, my name's Zacharias but you're going to name him John. Well, that's not what I want, but you said you wanted a son. You're going to name him John. Well, I've been praying a long time. Why now? Why did you bring us through all of this? Why did you have to go through all, everything that you had to go through to get to this point now? Because now is the time. Now is the time. Today is the day. He shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the father, the disobedient, uh, to the wisdom of the just. He's quoting scripture. He's saying, listen, he's not just going to be a young man, but he's going to bring a revival. He's going to have a, an Elijah 
like prophetic ministry. He's going to walk in realms, Zacharias, that you had not dreamed of walking. He's going to operate in ministries, Zacharias, that you never could have dreamed for him. He's not just going to be standing in a temple somewhere burning incense unto an unseen God, but he is going to be the voice of one crying in a wilderness, prepare ye the way. If I had answered your prayer back then you would have just had another Levite if I had answered your prayer in your 20s you'd have just had an incense burner if I had answered your prayer in your 30s you'd have just had another Levite if I'd have answered your prayer then you'd have just had another normal priest but because I waited and because I'm answering your prayer right now you're getting ready to see a supernatural ministry you're getting ready to see a supernatural God work through your natural son and being hard headed man that he was Zacharias said unto the angel whereby shall I know this I am an old man and my wife well stricken Now, the angel is perturbed. The angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel. I'm going to read it like I think he said it. I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak to thee and to show you these glad tidings. And you're asking me how you're going to know. You're just a cute little Levite standing here burning incense in the holy place. You've never even been able to go in there. You've never even been able to go into the holiest of holies. But I'm an angel who stands in the presence. I'm not a cast gold cherubim that sits on the edge of the mercy seat. I stand before his throne on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not telling you something, Zacharias, that I pulled out of my inner shirt pocket. I'm bringing to you a word from God. I'm not reading to you from the little paper slip on a fortune cookie. I'm not reading a horoscope to you. I am telling you a direct word from God. Questioning Zacharias again. I'm sorry, the angel is questioned by Zacharias again as if appearing in the holy place out of nowhere isn't sign enough. How am I going to know this is real? Stand in his presence. You're arguing with me. And verse 20. Behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words. 
which shall be fulfilled in their season. You got questions? Zacharias, you're going to hurry up and wait. For nine months, you're not going to be able to speak. Because God has brought you to the edge of the Jordan on the cusp of a spiritual promised land. And God cannot afford now for there to be questions. Zacharias, God cannot afford now for there to be doubt and unbelief spoken. Until the day people waited for Zacharias, marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Man, he must be having some kind of prayer meeting in there. Little did they know. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. They perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them, remained speechless. He's trying to tell them, trying to show them came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed into his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Zacharias was struck with dumbness until John was born. In fact, it was after John was born. When the time was accomplished for them to bring this, this new baby before the priest and they were to circumcise and they were to pro pronounce his name, Zacharias is standing there looking like the grandfather but being the father with Elizabeth. His arm is around her. And they walk in front of this crowd who is absolutely amazed that this could even happen. They said, what are you going to name him? And she looks at him. He looks at her. And he still can't speak. But he grabs whatever writing utensil he could find and he writes his name is John. Because for nine months, he's had time to stew on the Word of God. Imagine his surprise as Elizabeth gets up in the morning and rushes to the chamber pot plagued with morning sickness. And in his mind, he's thinking, man, it must have been a bad batch of lentils. And then, it doesn't stop. And then, she starts to feel differently. She starts to look differently. And he begins 
to understand that this was not some fly-by-night, flash-in-a-pan, smoke-screen prank. This is real. It's really happening. And six months after the angel Gabriel visits Zacharias, the exact same Gabriel, the messenger of God, visits a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. What kind of greeting is this? The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Mary, verse 34, said to the angel, How shall this be, saying, I know not a man? The angel said, or the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Read all of that. Next verse says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Pastor, how in the world do Mary and Elizabeth pertain to us on a Sunday night? God said, I'm going to take two wombs. One that's so old they don't even think it's possible. One who was called barren. And I'm going to take another womb who's never known a man. I'm going to take this womb that is young, this womb that is old, and I'm going to prove to the world that with God, nothing is impossible. There are two different wombs that he chose. Because when God brought his message into this world, he said, I'm going to go from one extreme to the other. I'm going to take two women who by all accounts should not be able to bear children. And I'm going to cause life to come in 
where man has said it is impossible. And when they look at Elizabeth now, six months pregnant, and they see her protruding stomach, and they see the joy of motherhood upon her face, there's not a person alive who will be able to look at her and say she is barren. Because God is interested in taking that which man has thrown off to the side, that which man has rejected, that which man has written off. And God is interested in taking those things and those people and saying, I will prove to the world that life can happen where no one thought it possible. We believe in home missions. We believe in sending ministers into cities where there has never been a church. We believe in sending couples around the world in foreign missions to go and preach the gospel in countries where there has never been a church. And we believe that their going is going to stir something in the atmosphere. It's going to change something in that region, in that city, in that state, in that country. We would not send them, Elder, if we did not believe that revival was possible. We believe that revival is possible in wombs that have never known a man. We believe that revival is possible in cities that have never known the truth. But let me preach to you tonight that just as special as Mary was, just as important as Mary was, there's also an Elizabeth who said, I know the church has been here a long time, and the church has weathered a lot of storms, and there's a lot of worry lines on her face, and there's a lot of prayers that have gone unheard, it seems. There's a lot of strength that seems to be gone from her body. But when the angel comes to this young lady, Mary, the angel uses Elizabeth's testimony to say, if I can do it in Elizabeth's old body, I can do it in Mary's untouched body. That's, uh, that's it. God is not done. God is not Done. And God is going to show the world that those who have been labeled barren can and will have babies.
I cannot explain what I feel in the Spirit other than to say that the Holy Ghost has confirmed over and over and over again to me. And I'm not just talking about in a matter of months. I'm not talking about the last five years. I'm talking about in the last seven days. The Holy Ghost has confirmed over and over and over again. That this is our time. And I do not want to find myself in a position of Zacharias who said, you know what? I'm just going to keep asking questions until I can, uh, until I can logically explain it. Listen, folks, you're not going to be able to logically explain the revival that God has for CLT. You're not going to be able to explain it away. You're not going to be able to reason it out. happened yesterday in service twice two different men brother Tiller grabbed me and I think he was speaking in my ear I don't think he was speaking where anybody else could hear things that I had prayed about and nobody Except for God. What we've been feeling and the depth of the spirit, the depth of the current that has been running through our services, that we felt in prayer before service or before service tonight. Confirmation in the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, you, you leave a prayer room like that before service and you kind of expect service to just explode. You kind of expect service just to, to take off and, and just run away. And when that doesn't happen, there, there could be a block there. There could be a spiritual block that would get in your face, Brother Isaac, and would say, you know what? You're just imagining things. It could be this, this blockade in my mind that says, you know what, you just you missed it. You shouldn't preach this message. You should just have the guys come up and testify about men's conference and call it quits because you missed it. That's not how we win battles. That's not how we break through. We don't break through by diverting. We don't break through by changing course. We break through by saying, no, this is what I felt from God. And whether I feel it in the moment or not, I know it's of God. So I'm going to speak it into existence because I refuse to be a dumb Zacharias who won't be able to speak until the miracle is in my arm. I'm telling you tonight that 2021 is our year of fulfillment. 
That's not fluff. That's not buff. That's not a flash in the pan. I'm not trying to hype you up, but I'm trying to get you to understand. It doesn't matter what it looked like. It doesn't matter how it's felt in the past. It doesn't matter how old the body is. I've felt it. How long has that church been there? Did you start that church five years ago? No. It's been here more than 50 years. Well, is that the same church? I heard it two weeks ago. Was that the same church that old brother Greg's pastor? Well, I, somebody else said, well, you know, we've got family. Same night. Look, you know, we've got, or we got friends over in a different city. We told them to come to Huntington because they need to be in church. They know they need to be in church. And they said, oh, no, that church is gone. I said, no, it's not. Different name, a lot of water under the bridge. A lot of stuff's happened between then and now, but it's still there. It's still here. Elizabeth, are you still praying for a baby? Are you still praying for a baby? I know what it looks like to the world. I know what it might sound like to those who might hear these, these type of messages. And they might say, man, what? Your pastor's nuts. He had you guys running the aisles with invisible people. He was climbing over pews in invisible people's rows. Yes, I was. I know it doesn't make sense to my human reasoning, but it makes perfect sense to my faith. My faith says that that one who was called barren can still have revival. I'm telling you, we're having revival. Whether you can see it or not, I know it's It started in our Sunday school kids and our Sunday school department started to grow and our Sunday school department doubled in the matter of a couple of years and now in the matter of six months now our youth group has doubled and tripled. I know it's, it started down here and now it's in our youth and I believe that before 2021 our young people, every one of them is going to be full of the Holy Ghost. I know it doesn't make sense seeing how reserved they are, seeing how much they don't know, but I'm telling you, I'm praying, God, give me an atmosphere where they can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm ready for our youth nights to turn into prayer meetings. I love having fun. We're having fun. Man, power-packed prayer meetings are fun. And I'm just waiting for the one, waiting for one of them to ask the right question. So it started in our kids. And it went up to our teenagers. If it keeps tracking the same direction, then the adults are next. I, 
I wish I could tell you everything. I can't. I, I won't. You have to take my word for it. The Holy Ghost is confirmed. The Holy Ghost is confirmed. And it's the same messenger that goes to the elders who have been around a long time, who have been about the business of the church house. God said, I'm getting ready to take you to the next level. I'm sending somebody to prepare the way. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. They, saw, they thought he was a doomsdayer. They thought he was preaching the end of the world. No, he was preaching the beginning of life. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. It doesn't matter how young the womb is. It doesn't matter how young the church is. I'm believing revival for our home missionaries. I talked to Brother Acre this weekend, and they found a building because they've outgrown their building. And when I was there for the first time three or four years ago, there was just a handful of people. And it's easy to get discouraged when it looks like that. But through the discouragement, they've pushed through as home missionaries. And man, I just, I just looked at Brother Acre and said, I can't even tell you how happy that makes me. Because I'm rejoicing with Mary, whose womb is young, whose womb is new. Because I'm also believing. Well, you guys have this big, great big old building. You got five acres of property. Yeah. We do. Well, you just got a handful of people on a Sunday night. Yeah. How can that be? Because Zacharias and Elizabeth are well established. You hear what I'm saying? And by the time the angel comes to Mary, Elizabeth's six months along. We've got some advantages that the younger womb doesn't have. We've got some disadvantages that they don't have. But it doesn't matter. What matters is life is going to happen. What matters is today is the day. What matters is we're in this season right now. And we've been to the edge of the Jordan before. And some believed and some didn't. So on and so forth. That's water under the bridge. The fact is, we're back. And I feel it in my spirit. I know it in my spirit. I know it. I know it in my spirit. I don't feel it right now in my flesh. Let me be clear. Right now, in this moment, I felt it in my office. I felt it in the prayer room. Right now, I don't feel it in my flesh. 
I know it in my spirit. Sister Blaze, it wasn't a coincidence that that stuff happened to you this afternoon. It wasn't. It's not a coincidence. I got phone calls and stuff this afternoon. It's not a coincidence. Spirit world understands. And there are going to be things that pop up and they're just distractions. You've got dominion. You've got authority. You may not be able to change the situation, but you can change your outlook about it. In the name of Jesus, I cast down the imaginations of my mind. In the name of Jesus, I'm speaking peace. In the name of Jesus, I'm speaking hope. In the name of Jesus, I'm speaking joy. I believe in it. That's, that's the sort of thing that we need to get used to doing because it's going to happen. Well, pastor, what does it mean? I can't feel it in my flesh right now. I know it in my spirit. So my flesh is pushing, or my, my flesh is pushing against the spirit, saying, why don't you just back off of this? And the spirit's saying, no, I can't back off of it. That's what the Satan wants me to do. That's what the enemy wants me to do. That's what the giant wants me to do. I'm not backing off. We're pushing. I'm feeling it right now. I feel my help coming right now. I'm telling you, we're pushing it. We're pushing it. We're pushing it. I know it's the sludge. I know it's the sledge. And I know why. Because it wants to hold me back. It's not holding me back. It's not holding me back. It's not. We're going. That one who was called barren before the end of 2021, they're going to look and say, look what the Lord has done. Come on, let's do it right now. Let's push past our flesh. In the name of Jesus. God, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. God, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. God, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Yes. 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 Come on, that's it. Pray until you feel it. Pray until you feel the shift. Pray until you feel the change. Pray until you feel your faith. Come on, we had about 80 people here this morning. I said we had about 80 people here this morning. We baptized one. We made another connection with a Sunday school family. Don't let the low numbers on a Sunday night distract you. Don't let the devil of distractions come in and try to take the luster off of your victory. I'm telling you, it's time. It's time. It's time. Come on, we're facing down our fears. We're facing down the giants. Come on, we're facing him down. Come on, we're facing him down. We're moving forward. It's our time. It's our season. Come on, we've been praying. God, open the doors for Bible studies with our Sunday school families. They've never been to a church service, but they said, we want to talk to the pastor. We need some help. We need some guidance. What's it doing? God's opening doors. God's opening doors. It's going to happen.
It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. It doesn't matter how little you've been in church. It doesn't matter how the age of your womb. God can use you. God wants to use you. Hebrews 11, verse 11. It says, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Notice it says that she judged him faithful. Even though she had laughed. Even though she thought, man, this is silly. There's no way. And he said, Sarah, why'd you laugh? Oh, I, I didn't laugh. Sarah, I heard you laugh. Well, she judged him faithful. You're going to have moments when you may not see how it's going to work. When you may not know or you may not remember the mountaintop experiences, the depths of the Spirit when you have normal days, when you have bad days, when you have days of low faith. Know that that does not negate the promise. The promise is there. And so, the New Testament says we must build up our most holy faith. Do that through prayer. Do that through reading the Word. Do that through fasting. Do that through separating myself from the world and getting in touch with God. Do that through listening to preaching. Do that through worship. Do that through praise. Do that through teaching a Bible study. Till the day comes when she who was barren brings forth a son. God's doing it. My prayer is this next week God begins to show you that He's doing you begin to see fruit in your life. Souls that you have prayed for that show up out of the blue. People that you never expected to ask you for prayer will ask you for prayer. 
use those opportunities. Invite them. Invite somebody to church. Love watching God. Love watching God work. There were Sunday school kids over here this morning that had their hands raised. They may not even know what they're doing, but they're watching. I want them to copy me having revival. I want to watch God do it. Let's come on Tuesday ready for powerful prayer. Powerful prayer. Wednesday night, powerful prayer. Powerful church. Let's continue operating in the Holy Ghost. Let's see what God's going to do. I believe He's going to do a quick work. He's going to do a quick work. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. No, I love you. I'm thankful you're here. Every one of you. I'm thankful you're here. I'm thankful that you get to be a part of what God is doing in Huntington.